Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Terry After Hours. I'm honored to have our special guest, Miss Bree here. And we are going to be talking tonight about um, talking to your kids or your children about sex. And I have a funny story because my nine-year-old, I don't give the sex talk much thought, <laughs> but my nine-year-old a couple of weeks ago, he started asking his sister questions and then they came and they kind of um, hijacked me or started bombarding me with questions about the sex talk. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to let your dad handle this. Go find your dad and you ask him <laughs> all these questions because I handle the talk with your sister. So you go and you put your dad on the spot. So anyway, <laughs> I think a lot of parents can perhaps resonate with uh, my response because I don't know if we're ever ready as parents to talk to our children about sex. So we're going to jump right in and, you know, just have Bree share with us. And first of all, when should you talk to your children about sex? So, you know, it's funny when I think about the fact that kids are exposed to so much at such a younger age than when we were. Like, I remember my first memory of sex was, mm, I may have been like in the fifth grade and that was my first true memory of sex. And it was like uh, watching porn or something like that, that I saw. And so I think about, wow, that was in fifth grade. And then now I think about the kids that I work with today as an adult and I go to different meetings and I interact with people in the community and I'm hearing stories about how kindergartners are having sex. Wow. Yes. Kindergartners are like, having Yes. Yes. Whoa. And so, of course, that brings a lot of questions to mind. Like, where do they, you know, how do they know what to do? Who do they see? Is this a situation that needs further investigation? All of those different types of things come to mind. So mm -hmm. to answer your question, there is never a time where it's too early to start having the conversation. Um, and I like to use what are called teachable moments. Mm. So that's when you know if you're watching TV together, and it, let's let's be honest, sex is on is everywhere. It's Absolutely. on the is in the TV shows that we watch, movies. So you can use those opportunities as teachable moments. You see mm -hmm. a sex scene, or or you see people kissing. It's that's a good time to talk about uh, opportunities. And okay. then also, kids come up to you because they're genuinely curious. Now mm -hmm. I know a lot of times as parents. We automatically assume, why are you asking me that? You must be having sex or, you know, what's going on? And no, yes. assumptions. <laughs> yes, that is so true. You're absolutely right. The kids are just naturally curious. And you're right, because I can remember when I asked questions, people wanted, why do you want to know that? You know, mm -hmm. don't worry about it. You're too young. So I like what you said, you know, you take teachable moments. So mm -hmm. you take each moment and when you have the opportunity use it to teach something age appropriate and because that was going to be my next question is like as parents instead of just kind of sitting back waiting for children to approach us you know how do we start the conversation you know and I love what you just said um you know you use moments natural moments you know if you see something on tv if you see you know, people in public, you know, showing affection or whatever, or kissing or whatever, use that as a teachable moment to talk to your children about age appropriate 
topics. And, and this is a great question right here that I want to ask you. Um, talking about sex is not just the birds and the bees, right? right. You know, what, what are some other topics that we can talk to our children about? So the biggest thing, I actually have like a lot of things that I always suggest. Um, one of the biggest things I want to highlight, well, I highlight that in a minute, but you want to talk about hygiene, hygiene mm. and puberty. It's so important that we prepare our kids for when they go through puberty because the body is changing so much. There are so many different things going on. So you want to make sure that you prepare your kids for the experience so that they do not feel like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? Something's not right. So you want to um, prepare them for that experience. Um, you also want to talk about STD prevention. Mm. What can you do to prevent STDs? Um, and again, I um, you use the the term age appropriate, right? It's, there every topic that you can talk about. There's a, a age appropriate level of how you can discuss those topics. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to be so technical with the information. Of course, you're not going to talk to your 14 year old the same way you talk to your eight year old. Absolutely. So you can use um, you can make the information digestible for the child depending on the age. However, the biggest thing, never, ever lie, never mm -hmm. lie, never exaggerate the truth, because when you lie, it can lead to unintended consequences. And mm -hmm. I'm going to get back to that in just a second. I'm going to finish okay. going through my topics. But um, um, you want to talk about uh, condom use, how to wear condoms correctly, because most of the time condoms fail because of user error, because mm -hmm. you don't know how to put them on correctly. Right. Um, the biggest thing I want to highlight especially I can only speak from the black experience because I grew up in a black household and I identify as black. <laughs> we don't talk about relationships. Mm. We don't talk about sexuality. Mm -hmm. We don't talk about decision-making. Mm -hmm. All of those play into sex education. Right. A lot of people just think sex is co-ed and as it's, it's an umbrella. Sexual health education is an umbrella topic. So we have to normalize having these uncomfortable conversations in our household mm -hmm. and when we are able to talk about all of these things that comprise sexual health information or sexual health education then it ultimately leads to positive health outcomes in every area because your teen feels more confident your child feels more confident to make healthy decisions informed decisions mm -hmm. for themselves and their health right Absolutely. And as long as we're on the subject of topics and age appropriateness, um, you can even start teaching your toddlers about, we don't necessarily say sex, but I do remember like when my children were younger, when they were toddlers, I was teaching them their body parts. You know, yes. I was teaching them, you know, your private part, you know, this is your private part, you know, this is your, you know, penis or it's your vagina and nobody has the right to touch that, that belongs to you, you know, you have a right to say no. So I feel like the younger they are in the toddler phase, that's a great time to teach body parts, to teach appropriate touch, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, teaching boundaries you know, it's okay to say no. You know, I even remember uh, my daughter, you know, I, I, we went through no. I taught her, I was like, verbalize with me, say no, you know, say no in a firm way. And even with my son, you know, I, I talked about with him, you know, we can say no, you can say no. That's a complete sentence. And I said, and you walk away if you can, you get out of that situation, you go find somebody that you trust and let them know what's going on. Um, because I always, I, I try to keep the humor to not terrify my kids right. of what I'm sending them into with this big wicked world that we live in. 
but um, I'm just aware of just things that happen. And, um, you know, a good time for me when I do talk to my children about important topics like this is at the beginning of school, the school year. You know, I use that and we talk about appropriateness. You know, how do you conduct, conduct yourself at school? You know, let's talk about boundaries. And I even use that, you know, to talk to my son about the bathroom. I'm like, okay, when you go to the bathroom, I'm, even my daughter, when she was younger, you go, you do your business and you leave. <laughs> You know, I'm like, let's no funny business because you hear about the boys having, you know, pissing contests and all of that kind of stuff. And so, you know, I tell my kids, you know, we're not having any kind of contests in the <laughs> bathrooms and we're not looking at each other's private parts. We are going to the bathroom to do our business, either number one or two, and then we're leaving, washing our hands and leaving. So I even use that as kind of my time to kind of gently remind them about boundaries and expectations and you know how I expect them to act you know how you know they conduct themselves and what they can should expect from other people you know I always use the beginning of the year that's kind of a natural time for me as we're starting you know we're going to start this year off on a good foot <laughs> so I use that time so another thing I wanted to ask you um, you know, especially when it comes to teenagers, because again, we talk, we're talking age appropriateness. And as your child gets older and they start exploring, um, you know, how do you approach the subject when you're a teen or, or whatever, you're maybe even adolescent, you know, when they start talking about when can I, or am I ready to have sex? How do you have that kind of discussion with them? So I know as a parent, that could definitely be a terrifying conversation. Yes. <laughs> Where your teens say, I'm ready, I'm ready. So I think Woo. for me, the, the, the thing that you don't want to do is you don't want to um, instill a sense of fear into your team because I think you should start by um, thanking them for sharing that information with you because that's huge for a teen to come to you or, or whatever the age of the child is to come to you and tell you I'm ready. So you have to acknowledge that. Thank you so much for trusting me to tell me this information. You know, you want to play friend. Yes, tell me everything. What, what, what did you get this from? And then, so that leads into investigate. Well, why do you want to have sex? Who do you want to have sex with? What makes you want to have sex with this person? Those are things you need to get into your teen's mind about because you want to make sure that if they are saying that they're ready, they're not being coerced or forced mm -hmm. into a situation. So you want to make sure that if they want to have sex, they feel like they're ready. It's a decision that they are solely making because it's truly what they want to do. Mm -hmm. Once you uncover that information, yes, I'm ready. You know, I really like him. I really like her. And it's something that I want to do. Then you can start sharing your true thoughts and feelings. So it's important to be careful. Don't necessarily place your values on your team. However, help them talk through their own feelings and how they feel. Because remember, when our kids go into the world, they're exposed to so many different things. And so they develop their own set of values mm -hmm. and what they feel like they want to do, what they think is right and things like that. So it's okay to share your values. What I really want you to wait. I don't think you're ready. And it's okay for you to be honest and tell your team it. And then you can lead with the, However, if you truly feel like this is something you want to do, these are these are the steps you need to take to make sure you're doing so safely. And again, I know this can be a hard conversation to have, but 
you know, you remember when you were a child and, and when your mom told you or your dad told you, don't do this. You know, I don't want you doing that because I said so. That made you even more curious to do it, right? You mm-hmm. rebel, right? Absolutely. <laughs> even if it wasn't sex, whatever it is, oh, I don't want you having any cookies before dinner. Do not touch any of the cookies in the cookie jar. When they leave, what you going to do? Well, I'm just going to take one. They don't know. And then you, you create a culture of your child being sneaky. Right. Right. So right. whenever as parents, when we try to do the whole bad cop role, we really, we really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We, we, we force them into like a rebellion mm. and, and they're less likely to listen. But when you play the friend role, oh, I really want to hear, you know, I'm so glad you told me this. And that's all about building a relationship with your team. Absolutely. Or your child. I know um, you said um, having the conversation. Remember, it's not going to be one conversation. Right. Come on, let's sit down. Let's talk about the birds and the bees. It's not going to be one conversation. It's multiple conversations over time. Yes. And I always um, tell people that I work with that when it comes to building a relationship with your team, that extends beyond just communicating about sex. You should build a relationship with your team and have regular ongoing conversations with them about anything in life in general. Oh, um, you know, I remember you mentioned your friend Sally last week. Are y'all still friends? You know, I remember you told me about this situation or how was that test at school today? How do you think you did? You want to build a rapport with your child so that when it comes to sex, that's just another ordinary topic in the household. Absolutely. That's great. And I just want to, this is a fine line that you're talking about because you said (laughs) the the taboo word in our community, be your child's friend. And you know, we were raised similar. similar I'm not your friend. Yes, I'm not your friend. We are cousins. So, you know, we came through that same lineage. (laughs) It's like, I'm your mama. I'm not your friend. I'm your parent. It's my job to raise you. Because I I even have that mindset about my kids where there's a fine line. I'm like, I'm your parent. I'm not your friend. But, But you're absolutely right. We have to keep the lines of communication open. And while we parent, you're, you're totally uh, 100% correct that we still have to build a friendly relationship mm-hmm. with our child as opposed to that, what did you call it, the cop? What did you call it, the police? The bad cop. The bad <laughs> cop, yeah, versus you know, being the bad cop, you know, do it. Cause like we were raised, you know, do as I say, not as I do, you know, I tell you not to do something. You don't say, well, you doing it. Well, Hey, I'm an adult, you know, I can do what I want to do. So that was kind of the attitude and the mindset that we were raised under. You cannot raise these children, not these millennial children, these children, (laughs) these generation X and Z and all the other alphabets that's coming up. You cannot raise them like that. I mean, they have access to so much information even before they come to us. I mean, they could, you don't know, they could have probably did a Google search. You know, they probably know more than, than we know, who knows, because they just have so much. Yeah, they're talking about it and they have information available to them their friends might be giving them information so you know that's what I heard is that you always want the information to come from you not their friends not somebody at school on the dance line or the cheer line or the football team you want the information to come from you so anything else um anything else you want to share talking to your kids Um, about sex yeah, so I'll just give some tips for um, how to start the conversation. 
Um, I know, Terry, you said that a good time for you is at the beginning of the school year. And yes, I love that idea. Um, that's a great time when when they're, you know, they're excited about school, they're learning new things. So it's a good time to slide the, those conversations in. But on a on an everyday basis or a more consistent basis, you can talk when you're just doing something simple, such as on the way um, to prom school, like mm-hmm. in the car mm-hmm. or on the way to go get groceries, going shopping. You want to have the conversation so that it's not so much pressure on the topic and you're not, you know, just staring each other down, looking at each other face to face. So you want to um, use moments that are um, not so intimidating to your child. Okay. Um, I also suggest conversation jars. So you can um, buy a jar. Dollar Tree has them for a dollar. All of these products you can get from Dollar Tree. Okay. (laughs) You can can get a jar and you can take like some little sticky notes and write down different topics. It doesn't have to be just sexual health topics. Any COVID-19, math class, just, you know, different topics. And then you have a set time. I don't, you know, daily is a little unrealistic, but maybe weekly. Weekly, you you set a time aside and everyone knows, okay, on this day, we're going to sit down and we get to pull from the conversation jar. And whatever conversation you pull, that's what you discuss as a family um, at that time. Mm -hmm. And then you can also journal with your team. Um, I know a lot of parents do have difficulty um, starting that conversation, especially if they have not already developed that relationship. You can write each other journal entries. Again, Dollar Tree. You and your team go or your child go to the Dollar Tree together, pick out a journal. Okay, this is me and your journal. If you have multiple kids, get a journal for each kid so that this is a thing between the two of you. Mm -hmm. So um, those are, are different ways to start the conversation. And then when you have the conversation, um, just a few tips that I share is that make sure that you're consistent. Consistency matters. Um, don't just say, oh, you know, I started in July and then we went to August and then we stopped. No, it has to be consistent. Again, you're building rapport with your team. You're making them comfortable. Listen to them when they speak. Um, a lot of times we listen to respond and not just to listen. You want Absolutely. to listen to them and acknowledge that you heard what they said. I hear what you're saying. So from my understanding, this is how you feel. You want to make sure that you're listening um, and be honest about your feelings. It's okay for you to be honest, but also look at them as a person and and let them give them the opportunity to express their feelings as well. Okay. And so once you do all of those things, that ultimately fosters into a healthy relationship with you and your child. Awesome. And that is ultimately what we want as parents. We want to have healthy relationships with our children that will develop into friendships. And, you know, when they get in their 20s and 30s, they can look back and say, my mom is my best friend or my dad is my best friend. So you're absolutely right. We want to foster those relationships with our children. And there is another topic that I want to cover, but we do not have time to do it in this segment, but we are going to bring it to you guys. And that is the topic of um, choices and sexuality. And I know that a lot of parents um, nowadays um, are having those discussions with their children and, you know, not just with their teens, but with their children, because the very first time I had to have the discussion of sexuality with my child, it wasn't even about her. It was uh, because one of her good little friends in kindergarten came in the lunch line and whispered in my daughter's ear, my mom and dad are getting a divorce because my dad has a boyfriend. And then she ran back to her place in line. 
that little girl just needed to unpack that. And she told my daughter that. And my daughter, that was the first thing she told me when she got in the car today. She said, mom, my, my friend, you know, such and such told me that her mom and dad were getting a divorce because her dad has a boyfriend. And then she commenced to ask me, mommy, what does it mean to be gay? And I was like, whoa, <laughs> kindergarten. <Wow. laughs> so we, that's a lot to unpack. And it's a lot to talk about kindergartner yes this happened in kindergarten so that is a whole segment in and of itself and we are going to save that for another time but tonight we wanted to kick this off and start it with talking to your children about sex so thank you to our sex perp miss Bree. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us this evening and again um like i said we will be dropping these real talk with terry after hours episodes on the first fridays of the month so join us again next month for another hot topic and until then um, make this 24 account have a great evening and we will chat soon thank you bye <laughs>